Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Back to Football podcast. That's the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Coming up on the show today, John is back in the studio and he's ready to give his take on the Joshua Ruiz fight. The long-awaited Love Island draft takes place and we ponder what actually happened to make Sharif leave the villa. And finally on the show, we go back to football to discuss an underwhelming week for the England men's team. We discuss the Women's World Cup and also whether follicle replacement surgery is ruining an aspect of the game as we know it. Before we start the show, make sure you go and follow us on Instagram. That's at the BTF podcast to find out exactly when our latest shows will be released. Now it's time to get on with the show. Let's go. We are back. We are back indeed. We're back indeed. Uh, John Miller back in the studio with me. Back in the house, yeah. How you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks. I had to take some time off work last week. Um, listen to the show, though. It was a very good show, very interesting. Um, with Greg Holland stepping yeah. in as a... Big up, Greg. Last minute DJ, mm. DJock. Yeah, yeah. Um, did a good job. Uh, so, what did you think of the show last week? Yeah, it was a very good show. Very good show. There's a few, uh, few bones to pick. Um, yeah. we've, we have a few comments, a few AJ B Wilder comments, but we'll touch yeah. on that later. Different, different, different opinions. I guess the big question then from last week is Paul McCartney dead or alive? Not John Lennon, as I, I was about to say. Yeah. Um, no, he's very much alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much alive. <laughs> good, good conspiracy theory, and uh, Greg will be back on the show with a, a new conspiracy theory very soon. Um, today's show, um, we have our Love Island draft, our long-awaited Love Island draft. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a while. It's a week in now. Um, we've let them kind of settle. Mm. Um, I guess first of all, if we look back at the predictions that we made two shows ago about the couples. I actually said if I get one of these right, you did. I remember. Then, uh, then I'll be happy. So as that went on, Anton and Anna had originally been one of my uh, couple suggestions. There was like a moment, maybe it was, like three yeah. or four days, bubbling, it was bubbling, yeah, bubbling, and that looked like it could potentially be um, a couple. That didn't happen. But actually, last night or Tuesday night's episode, I finally uh, got one of my couples coming together, and that was Amber and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yes. a great couple. Great a twenty percent hit rate. One yeah. in five I landed. Yeah, done done well. Um, but I think Michael and Amber look pretty good. They look um, good together, don't they? It yeah. reminds me a little bit of um, Josh and Kaz. That's it, Josh and Kaz. Yeah, yeah it's very you know. much Josh and Kaz. Um, and also, there's well, I love Iron Josh coming up, which we've got twelve people to pick from. There was thirteen up until yesterday, but Sharif. Yeah, he's out the building. Sharif is out the building. Oh, listen, back to conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know, going off that theme, uh, there's what do you think? There's stuff online. I mean, I've heard all sorts. Yeah, um, talk, talk me through a couple right, of your so, PC theories. I mean, yeah, <laughs> go off. So the first one that I heard, the first thing that I heard was yeah. that Sharif jizzed in the jacuzzi. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if that's true. Obviously, I think there's a rule that you can't... You can't jizz in the jacuzzi. You can't jizz in the jacuzzi. You can't jizz anywhere um, other than relevant places um, yeah. within the show. Um, 
um, I think there's a rule in there about no like nudity and, yeah and self-pleasure or like yeah. things like that unprotected sex or anything like and that and all that kind of jazz and he j- jazzy Jizz. Jeff into the <laughs> into the into the jizzy. Um then uh, the, the next one that I heard after that was that he snuck his phone in. Obviously, yeah. as you know, they've, they've got phones, but their phone's given to them by the show and they use it to just take photos of selfies and whatever <laughs> else. Um, and then they've got that sort of highlight reel at the end of, yeah. of pictures and stuff. And they're not allowed to like, use their own phones. So the mm. next thing that I heard was that he had his own phone in. But yeah, when we- I went and looked online, it was just that he'd um, spent hours in the shower and that how he wasn't engaging in the sort of challenges and stuff which i'm not buying because we've watched the show yeah um and they've had the sort of the, the sort of bucking bronco challenge which he got involved in um what was the other challenge there was another challenge before that one uh um there was the cowboy one and then there was, there was the kiss, rescuing one, one or something. There was a, yeah there was one when they were like they had to kick in the door and do all this stuff untie them on the yeah, train yeah, track the type thing. Yeah. yeah and then and he did that. That's where he first yeah, snogged Anna. Yep. So he was getting involved um, and stuff. So I'm going with, I'm going with Sharif, the sheriff, Jazzy Jeff, in the jacuzzi. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the conspiracy theory what? that I'm sticking with. Well, I've got some uh, potentially breaking news. I'm not. I I can't confirm the legitimacy of this Instagram direct message, but there's something going around on Twitter today. It was sent to me. Um, someone's DM'd his Instagram account. And they said, what happened, bruv? And he's responded with, Anton happened, purposely moving to Anna while I'm right next to him trying to touch her leg. Asked him for a chat in private because I wanted to confront him and it got heated and security had to split us up. Heartbroken, but shit happens, man. Oh, wow. So... A bit of rough and tumble. Could be a legitimate um, DM, but also that a lot of people are saying it might be fake. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the document right now. Yeah. It looks legit. It does look legit. But these people, trolls will go to any any length. Yeah, to, no, it does. And it's certainly, it's the biggest conspiracy around at the moment, mm. is, is what happened to Sharif. Um, and we don't, the show have said that they're not going to tell us, but there's no, there's no way that he's not going to yeah. reveal it at some point. They it. dropped a line last night, didn't they? It was like, after the ad break. They Wasn't did, it just like, oh, yeah. and Sharif's gone, yeah. by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally like, uh, by the oh, way, wow. yeah, after Hello. a couple of chats, you know, he's gone. Yeah. And I was like, what? Nah, man. Like yes, yeah. they need to tell us so uh, the truth will out eventually. Yeah, but Sharif is unfortunately not uh, available in our Love Island draft. Um, how the draft is going to work is we're going to go. Uh, we'll do the snake draft. So someone gets first pick, then the next person gets second, third. Um, we'll take three men each and three women each. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we have as many team members as possible in the final of the show so whoever has the most team members at the end because last season i think there was something like 40 overall contestants by the way we should mention that we're as we're recording there's someone cutting a hedge outside yes Yes. as there always is uh during these situations um bit of background noise bit of background yeah it's it's all atmospheric but um yeah, so the idea is that we'll have uh, as many players in the in the final uh, as possible. Last year, there was around about 40 contestants in the whole show. So we're only looking at about a third of the potential yeah. um, contestants on this year's show that are actually in the villa right now. Um, John, do you want to play one game of rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first in the draft? Or would you like to call 
if you'd have a preference, I'm happy for you. You know what? To... Let's let's go old school. Love a bit of rock, paper, scissors. Yep. Here we go. So, okay, so we ready? You yeah. you can call it. So we go three, two, one, and then go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Uh, you win. I mean, I got mine, mine was a dodgy like a dodgy paper, a bit a bit of a uh, tracing paper, and yeah. I had uh, you know a, a hedge trimming scissors. Yeah, yeah, you had a chainsaw. Yeah, straight through that paper. Uh, so I guess you get the choice if you want it, like because you can either go first or you can go second and third. I'm gonna let you go first, so mm, I get yeah. my two in. Okay, so I'll go first, and my first pick is going to be. Curtis Pritchard. Oh, what a pick. <laughs> what a pick. Yeah, um, kind of gamble didn't pay off there. I think uh, Curtis is probably the fan favourite on the show right now and he's in a very strong relationship that just went exclusive. It was mm. one of two relationships to go exclusive on last two, night's yeah. episode. It was catching, that one. Um, so Curtis Pritchard is number one pick on my team. Okay, so I'm going to go in and get the other half. Yep. And then get Amy Hart. Amy. Uh, yeah. So she's obviously uh, Curtis's other half uh, there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to snap her up. Do you think she will go the whole way with Curtis on the show? Um, I think I think they, I think think they, so. Um, but I think if it came down to it, I think he's been... Uh, we've seen a lot more of his personality and him, him sort of playing that everybody's sort of friend, everyone's go-to yeah. guy role, which I think the public are going to buy into. So I think if a toss of a coin, I think he'd win. But it's a long way to go. Um, and, you know, things could change. So I'm hoping that, you know, if they both do get to the final, that Amy will uh, get the win and I will... Uh, you'll, have, you'll have someone there. I'll have someone there. All right, what's, right. Your, what's your next pick? So my next pick is going to be Michael Griffiths. Oh, the fireman. Um you know he's uh, he's got a great bod. He's got the tats. He's yeah. got the look. And now he's got he's, the job. He's, like, he's got he's, yeah. He's got it. He's got and now he's got the girl. Um, you know mm. he uh, had a, had a snog uh, last night with Amber. Yeah. Um, so their uh, relationship is uh, starting to grow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna snap him up into my team. Okay. Um, I uh, so I got the next two picks, and you might think I'm gonna go with um, Amber to counter your Michael, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to take Lucy Ooh, as shot. this pick. Um, surfer slash model. I'm I'm increasingly becoming doubtful of uh, the fact that she is a professional surfer. Oh, mate, she, did you see last night? She wasn't... Yeah, she, was she did the paddleboarding yeah. thing, but I think... Um, I, I don't... I don't think she's Kelly Slater. Yeah. You know, she's got no PlayStation games named after her. But yeah. uh, I think she's more of a model. And I've noticed that when she tells people, she says... They ask, what are you doing? She says, I'm a model. I'm a model and I surf a little bit as yeah, well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she's a model that can surf. Um, but she'll be my next pick. And you think I might be taking Joe, but I'm not. No, I didn't think you would. I'm not going to take Joe. I'm going to take Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Fury. Fury. Um, as my next pick. 2-0. and o. Um, I don't think necessarily that those two are going to be a couple, Tommy and, and Lucy. Um, but I think Tommy's quite an innocent character um that people will warm to uh and he, he will eventually find uh find his girl in there i mm-hmm. think but i'm not sure he has it just yet so those are my next two picks yes okay it's good good picks there 
Um, just going back to Lucy, mm. whatever happened to all this Bev stuff? I ain't heard her say she's, Bev. She's dropped Bev. She's dropped Bev, lot. haven't she? She did say, she used it once last night, I think. It might have been about Amy's um, Bev pyjamas that she uh. wore into the hideaway. But um, yeah, she certainly seems to have calmed down a little bit on, that, mm. on the old Bev she has offensive. Didn't, didn't take off, did it? It could be the show uh, also kind of just editing out her use of Bev. Yeah, um, potentially. Because if you think there's 24 hours mm. of stuff that they do and then gets cut down into an hour. Yeah. And if there's an argument that takes 10 minutes, then it's, you know, an hour. And even then it's, what, adverts, probably 10 minutes, yeah. 12 minutes. So 38, 48 minutes a night. <laughs> mm. Quick maths. Um, so what's your next selection? Then? My next selection. Now, just to double check, do I... Where am I at with this? I'm losing track. Can can I pick two females? No, you got to pick a boy and a girl. Got to pick a boy and a girl. Uh, actually, no, it's fine. Yolo, you can do whatever you Is want. Is it a Yolo one? Because but you've got to end up with three females and three males. So right. If you're going to pick two females now, I'm out. Of then females. You, you're stuck on males for the rest. Cool. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to throw the chips in the air and see where they land. So I'm going to go for the pharmacist. Okay. Anna, um, I think she's, she's doing quite well. She's a slow burner, yeah. um, but I think she'll come good. Um, <laughs> and I am also going to go for Yuande. Okay. Uh, having a little look online and, you know, she's, she's becoming a bit of a, a, a fan's favourite. People want her to do well. People want her to find, find love in the villa. Um, so I'm going to check out with the fem- with those three females. Um, so that's Amy, Joande, and Anna. And hopefully they can do the business. Okay, so then that leads on to me. Um, I'm going to take uh, two more males. Oh, actually, no, I've got one male and one female left, and then you've got one male. Um, so my female is given to me now, and it's Amber, um, which I'm I'm not disappointed about. Actually, I'm not I'm not mad about that. I think. Amber is, um, you saw instantly in last night's episode, as soon as she opened up to Michael and as soon as she let Michael in to like through that top layer of... Yeah, of, uh, she softened up a bit, didn't she? She did, she softened up a lot. So I think that she actually could become one of the, the strong, strong um, contestants on this year's show. Uh, Islanders, whatever we're going to call them. Um, so I'm happy to take her. And I will be taking... Joe Ooh, as well the sandwich man the sandwich man um, traditionally an Essex guy um, has won the show he's not actually from Essex he's south east London I think mm-hmm. but it's kind of honorary Essex in that is, area indeed. blue water um, sort of part of the world yeah. uh, Kent, northern Kent and uh, southern Essex seem to sort of blend together um, and yeah so Joe is going to be my guy there which leaves us with Danny Williams two more guys for oh. you oh, really? um, you've got the two bottom guys there on my list yeah would both be yours in this situation so talk us through your thoughts right on yeah the two remaining so Danny Williams yeah he is a 21 year old model did you see when he was on his date with uh, Amber mm. and she was he was like oh I'm I'm 21, and she was like, oh, "Really? You look older." Yeah, he does. He does. He, look older, he does though. look older, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I put him in his 30s <laughs> easily. Yeah, easy. Um, and yeah, so I'm gonna go with. Yeah, well, I have to go with him. And then Anton. Now Anton 
you know what? I don't think he he'll last long in the show. He is rustling, rustling a few feathers here and there. He's he's uh, he's muscling in on the, on the relationships here and there. Um, you know, he's uh, keeping his options open, but offending a few of the lads uh, along the way. Yep. But um, you know, I'm stuck with him. And uh, we'll see how it takes us. He would have been my last pick. I think he's my last pick. I think he's going to be first to go. Um, that is a good point. She's got to be yours. Let's just do a, a recap. Yes, do a Because recap. we've got a certain unpopular lady who's still remaining. So in terms of the girls at this point, you've got Amy, <clears throat> um, Anna and Yawande. Okay, so that means Molly May is mine. <laughs> Molly May, you you got Molly yeah. May. So you got Anton, I got Molly May. I think that's the, for me, that's the least popular two. Yeah, definitely, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, so Molly May, she's twenty years old, and she's a social media influencer. Yeah, what what does that mean? Exactly, what does that even mean? Um, so Dan has Curtis, Tommy, Joe, Molly May, Lucy, and. Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm strong with the boys. I'm not sure about my female lineup there. Um, whereas I think you're mm. the other way around. Um, which means you have, in terms of the girls, you've got Amy, who I think is, is going to go the distance. You've got Anna, who is a slow burner, but she... She's current, she just lost Sharif. She just lost Sharif, yeah. So what, is Anton going to move there? or Maybe, potentially. There could be a new boy coming in. Yeah, there's two uh, new girls coming in tonight, I believe. And you That's have y- Yuande, yeah. who I think will go far in the show. However, on the boy side of things, you're left with Michael, Anton and Danny. Yeah, quite, quite weak. Which yeah. I think Michael is going to be a popular guy, but Anton and Danny, I'm not mm. sure. Not sure. Um, but yeah, so... I'm pretty confident with my picks there. I think. Yeah. I think. I've I think you've got right. the uh, you've got the Drogon of the <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. pick. You've got the, the MVP with Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pritch- Pritchard. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but as I said, there's still uh, there's still a long way to go. There is absolutely. Um, so obviously Tommy Fury, big boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? Did you? How many fights has he had? One, two, two. So two. two. Have you two. seen them? I haven't seen him. Um, I knew of him before the show because obviously I'm quite into boxing and yeah. um, follow a few boxing channels and uh, podcasts and I've seen him uh, in interviews before. So I, I'd seen him after his fight, have an interview talking about it, talking about other situations within the boxing world, but I've not actually watched the fights himself. So I'm going to yep. try and catch those on YouTube. Um, but uh, he's got broad shoulders. Um and uh, yeah, he's a big lad, so it looks like he can do a bit of damage. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think his career will go uh, go up well after this. Actually, yeah, because there's going to be a lot of people that aren't traditional boxing fans that are going to want to yeah. watch Tommy Fury's yeah. fights. And from yeah. a marketing point of view, exactly. Great. I mean, he'll bring he'll probably in a similar way to Andy Joshua. He'll probably bring along Absolutely. a couple of casuals, Absolutely. Um, more casuals to the boxing uh, scene, which will which is uh, really good. It's uh, always a good thing. Always a good thing. And I reckon, yeah, I mean, Tyson as far as I'm aware isn't really like a stadium sellout um, sort of guy boxer yeah. I think Tommy Tommy can be you know especially if he goes goes uh, far in the show and then 
you know, he's got to win when he, when he, yeah. when he re, restarts his boxing career. If he can win um, and, and win in style, and he's got this behind him as well, you yeah. know, you could be looking at the next sort of sort British. of commercial British yeah. boxer Absolutely. to kind of follow in after Andy Joshua. Because there is a few other boxers coming up, but yeah. they're not, they're not, haven't got the same sort of and commercial Tommy, value. Tommy a heavyweight? Or a welterweight. I'm not too sure. He's well, look at the size of him. Yeah, he should be maybe light heavyweight. Should be yeah, like or even maybe a cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll do a yeah. fact check on that and come yeah. back to you on that. Where does welterweight sit in the in the it's, rank? Is that a light guy? Or a, yeah, it's more it's more lighter than than. So is it higher. underneath a, a middleweight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There we go. Exposed. Um, so while John fact checks that, uh, I'm going to explain what will happen in the next bit. Obviously, AJ Ruiz, um, we've not had a chance to talk to John about. Um, and instead of us going on for probably 20 minutes like we could about it, I'm going to set you a two-minute timer for you to just get everything and anything you want to say out there um, about the AJ Ruiz fight, where you think it's going to go from here, whether you think people just underestimated um, AJ or no sorry underestimated Andy Ruiz um, how's it how's it going on the old Google search there uh, I think we can assume he's probably a heavyweight I think he is he's a big yeah, boy I think he is he's a, big um, he's a light heavyweight so a he's light a light heavyweight, heavyweight at the moment so he's uh, 165 pounds he's a light heavyweight um, that's not even that much is it yeah uh, what is that 11 stone less yeah, seventy-five kg, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's 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 in that bracket, but by the size of him and stuff, and he's still really young. Yeah. So yeah. I re- I reckon he'll within like yeah, I reckon he'll fill out a bit, and I reckon he will become a heavyweight. A heavyweight's where it's all at, really. Now yeah. that sort of Mayweather and kind of is sort of retired, and that, I think heavyweight is where it's at at the moment, and I think he'll probably pile on the pile on the muscle and the pounds. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and get bigger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Be cool if he fought his uh, brother. Oh, that was brilliant. Could you imagine? That <laughs> Tyson Bob. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Two minutes to start in now. Yes. Um, tell me about AJ Ruiz's thoughts. Uh, my thoughts. I mean, look, going back to uh, the old uh, Greg Holland conspiracy, there are a load of conspiracy theories online, one of which is that he got knocked out in sparring um, eight days before, um, which there's a conspiracy out there, which they've denied, by the way. Um, but there's a few sort of boxers, uh, professional boxers and trainers that have kind of come forward and said, yeah, that, that, you know, he didn't look himself. That's one thing that everyone can agree on. He didn't look himself even before he took that left hook on the top of the head. Um, I definitely think he underestimated him. Um, what I am, I am disappointed in is when you look online, there's lots of sort of fans that have just kind of ready to throw AJ on the, on the, on the trash heap. But what they um, which is disappointing and that kind of does happen in sport doesn't it that they're behind somebody yeah. and when they lose or something goes wrong they just frame on a trash, trash heap and who's next like I'm still supporting AJ he's flying the flag for British boxing he's changed the sport he's increased the money in the sport he's shined a positive light on the sport and um, I'm supporting him I think he'll win the rematch and um, yeah I'm, just, I'm massively supporting 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 AJ <laughs> um, stop showing me the time you're putting me under pressure here um, 40 seconds yeah, no, I, I definitely think you underestimated him, but I think um, uh, that's easily done 
versus he was supposed to. He put out offers out to Wilder. He put offers out to Fury. They ducked him, contrary to what Greg said. Um, you got to go check your facts. Got to fact check that. You're calling L- Greg out. For calling Greg out for that because yeah, <laughs> I heard on the show that Greg said that he's ducking Wilder. No. Uh, he sent several offers to Wilder. Uh, the most recent offer being 100 million pound for two fights, um, and that they were both refused. Um, and then he ended up going for Miller. Miller failed the drugs test as you went for, and then he's gone for Uriz. So, you know, it is he definitely underestimated him, but he'll definitely win the rematch. Time's up. Nice. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's pretty well covered. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to the rematch. You're looking forward to the rematch. I think it's started to sink in now. Um, But I know time's up. But one thing I will say, which I didn't get time to say, is people forget that he's still quite young in his fight. You know, I think that was what his, you know, 23rd fight, you know, and in that time he's fought Klitschko, he's fought, um, you know, Dominic Brazil, he's fought um, uh, Povetkin, he's fought a lot of good fights, fighters, you know, um, Dylan White, which, you know, Wilder, who's on what, 42 fights, you know, he's only just fighting Dominic Brazil now. AJ fought him like five fights yeah. ago. So he's moving at an accelerating, accelerated pace just because he's got the media behind him. He's got the look, he's got the chat. Yeah. And I think people need to kind of lay off his back a bit because he yeah. is relatively a baby in the, in the sport. People are kind of getting blinded by the fact that he's done so much and, yeah. and his stuff. But um, he is still quite young in the sport in terms of the number of fights that he's had in comparison to the other top heavyweights out there Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder sweet sweet nice. wrapped it up about three minutes but yeah, it was alright it was good nice extra bit on there um, so let's go back to football as uh, we do as we are the back to football podcast the number one podcast for people who probably should uh, but rarely do talk about something <laughs> other than football. Um, it's been a round of international fixtures this week. England played in the UEFA Nations yes, League, finished did. third. Finished did third, you yeah. see the travesty, which was extra time against Holland last week? I did. Yeah, With the two. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to say own goals. They're not even own goals. Mm. Um, but obviously, John Stones giving the ball away. And uh, Carl Walker scoring an own goal, mm. and then Ross Barkley pretty much doing exactly the same thing. England did that five times in one game, yeah. gave the ball away, which led to a pretty much a one-on-one situation with yeah. Jordan Pickford. What's that about? I How, don't know. I mean, is that players wanting to just be on their holidays? Maybe, maybe. I mean, they're trying to sort of play this brand of football played up from the back. Yeah. But I think these guys have a tendency to overplay yeah. and just not play the simple pass. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess to get to the end game there's going to be you know slip ups along the way um, quite literally literally you, slip ups yeah um, also I'm going to move away from England because it's a depressing subject um, I just don't think we're good enough we didn't score a goal from open play in the, in the two right. games played in Portugal um, what a penalty from uh, Pickford though it was a good Blimey. penalty and a, great, some juice on that. and a great save uh, <laughs> yeah. to come back um, sticking with football but moving across to the women's game uh, yesterday USA women 13 Thailand women nil um, how do you think that affects the game of women's football do you think it's good for women's football to have a, a, a game at the World Cup have such a dramatic scoreline yeah do you think they could shrink down the tournament size and, and just have the the very competitive teams in there or do you think it's something that needs to happen in, in order for the game to improve um I, I I'm I'm on the thought that yeah they they could shrink it down I mean it's it's that was definitely a poor advert 
for women's football. Yes. But obviously different um, nations are maybe further along in their development of women's football and grassroots women's football um, than others. Um, I believe in that game there was like some foul throws and yeah. uh, a few other kind of things which you kind of would expect at the sort of dog, like dog and duck level, yeah. <laughs> that you wouldn't expect at a World <laughs> Cup level that you'd see it with your under 10s on a yeah. Saturday or a Sunday morning. But as I said, certain nations are further along in their development. So maybe, yeah, cutting the tournament down to the strong teams and then obviously, you know, there's a, you know maybe getting some support, financial support to help develop football in some of those other countries so that when they do come to these the biggest stage of the world that they are not, that they're that they're competitive and that there's competitive games and there's it's a good advert for women's football because I mean if you're from you know Thailand um, yeah you know and you you're looking to play football and you're a young female you're looking at that and it's you know it's not going to be very inspiring it's pretty demoralizing it's yeah. going to be pretty demoralizing uh, whereas on the other hand if you're from England or from USA you know you've you've got You've got uh, winning. They're, you've got them. They're, they're winning games. They're playing well. They're playing competitively. These sort of domestic uh, tournaments and championships are are sort of growing yep. and doing well. So it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a tricky one. But on the flip side of it, you know, we don't want to be. We want to be inclusive, don't we? We want to be. We want, yeah. We want, yeah so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we'll 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 leave that one there. Um, I have one final question or point to make in this back to football segment, uh, which is a little bit more more random. But do you think hair replacement therapy has led to uh, <laughs> the the fall of the the bald footballer? Because I can't think of well, with the exception of John Joe Shelby, mm-hmm. yes, and maybe Pablo Zabaleta currently in the Premier League. Can you think of many other bald players? That are currently good. I think. I mean, you had Andy Johnson in the past. You had Frank LeBeouf, the the yes, goat. Frank in my yeah. in my opinion, the goat. Zinedine Zidane. What, what, Zinedine Zidane is definitely the goat of bald footballers. Yeah, of bald footballers. <laughs> yeah, you had Steve Stone, Danny Mills. Um, there was a the list was there yeah. just seemed to be a lot of bald footballers back in the day. Ian Robin actually is probably one of the most yeah. elite current bald footballers. Um, but yeah, is that something that hair replacement therapy and money? Has just kind of ruined the dream for yeah, it's for completely ruined the dream. The I world. mean, they could do wonders now um, yeah. with with that hair replacement therapy, and I reckon more footballers are utilizing that service uh, than what we know about. Obviously, we all know about Wayne Rooney. That one was kind of out in the public. Uh, that was quite cool media. with Rooney because yeah. he just he owned it, didn't he? He owned it. He yeah. absolutely owned it. Yeah. So uh, you know, fair play. I mean, listen, people are doing it in all walks of life. <laughs> You know, let's not marginalise footballers. footballers. You know, they're humans too. If they need a bit of follicle uh, therapy here and there, yeah, you know, they're entitled to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that brings to a close then our back to football uh, segment for this week. Um, if you're bald and you're a particularly good footballer, please do get in touch. Yes. We'd love to have you on the show next yes, week. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> so, John, um, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yes. What, what, you got any good? Got any plans? Uh, this week, this week, this weekend, um, watch a bit more of the women's World Cup. Um, the under twenties World Cup actually is coming to an end. I've seen yep. quite a few games from that. Um, there's some very good uh, young teams in Definitely. there, particularly uh, the Ukrainian under twenty ones team. They knocked out uh, Italy yesterday. Actually, my final point on that: VAR is ruining football right now. Totally. For me. 
Um, every time a goal goes in, well, for starters, I don't actually know from game to game what the rules of VAR mm. are now. Yeah. Or at least I know the rules of football, but I don't know how, when is VAR used and when is it not used? Because um, it's changing constantly. I think they're, they're obviously writing yeah. the rule book right now. Um, but every time a goal goes in, there's just People this, screaming, there's like a minute, mm. maybe 90 seconds. It's not until the game restarts that you actually can properly celebrate a goal. Yeah, um, ruining that kind of celebration side of it. Oh, as it well. really does. The, the yeah. that moment. So obviously Jesse Lingard scored that goal for England um, from open play against uh, Holland mm. um, in the semi-final. In the semis, yeah. And it was offside. You could probably argue, but it, again, it was just so marginal that it's so disappointing. Yeah. To to have something like that ruled out that that's not really visible to the human eye and I don't know like I just think VAR is is a big grey area I was so for it when it first came out but now I'm, I'm sort of I just yes. want clarif- game, I yeah. want a bit of clarification on when it is used and when it's not because at the moment it seems to only be used in negative situations um, in terms of disallowing goals rather than actually giving penalties and giving free kicks or red cards or whatever it, that it should also be used for. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's that. We're hating on VAR. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It yes. is what it is. Um, Hashtag it is what it is. So go and follow us on Instagram. That is at the BTF podcast. We are the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. And John, what are you doing this week? <laughs> I... Uh, this weekend I'm on a stag stag do All right, nice. in Budapest hey. um, so that should be a lot of fun I'm going on Friday morning coming back on Sunday night um, when is this podcast going out because I don't want to I know I don't, don't want to spoil what the uh, activities Thursday. are out on Thursday so we've got a, I won't say but we've got some uh, fun activities for the stag nice. um, some fun fancy dress and, and and all sorts so I'll, I'll update you on that on the next show and uh, let you know how that went down so we look forward to it thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you next week see you later